This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com. Liner, going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome, everyone, back to the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods, Burn Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together, like the Wonder Twins, we put those little rings together on our hands. Yeah. And we make the Podcast of Champions, talking all things. Pac-12 football. Sometimes not together, Ryan. Sometimes not together. Not together today. And last week. And last week. I was, well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, a little under the weather. We're not going to be in the same room today. Uh, but we do have to talk Pac-12 football. And I guess a little Pac-12 basketball, just because there's really not much to talk about on the football front. Uh, but looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's going to be a great show. Dave, your show last week. I, I mean, I can't remember listening to a better show than that one. So Seminal very good. Moments. Seminal moments. Yeah. Last week, uh, we weren't able to together. We were supposed to record. And then David, okay, I know you are not going to believe this, was mm-hmm. actually covering an event. Yep. A wet UCLA pro day. So he was unable to make a record time. Yep. And then I was leaving for Vegas. So Dave did a solo show. Yeah, I don't go to press boxes. I don't go to indoor arenas. But what I do for you, the people... As I stand out at uh, Spalding Field watching uh, football events that are taking place about 100 yards away that you can't really see uh, in the rain. That's what I do for you, the people. I mean, amazing work, David. Like, you know, uh, you know, I just your work ethic knows no bounds. You are just out there. Uh, I've just got I've got the world on these shoulders and it's a good thing they're broad. That's all I'm saying. This isn't even a joke, but right now, as we're recording, USC is supposed to be having their pro day, and it is pouring down rain. I am not there. I am in uh, my cozy studio. Did get a little wet to get here, but I've got, you know, intern Jack and uh, some of my people out there at USC Pro Day, but uh, apparently they're pushing it back. They're going to do a lot of it indoors, so it's uh, kind of crappy weather out there. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Ryan Ryan is a rent-seeking overseer. I am a man of the people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very very true i was <laughs> back 12 i was like at the big events you know like <laughs> back yeah. basketball tournament and stuff that yes. you didn't bother to go to but that's okay no, um, no. i'm you looking know, forward take, to the you show take advantage you take advantage of the uh hoity-toity the uh 
the uh, the upper tier events. Me, no, I just do. I go where I'm asked. I go where I'm needed. Yes, and you were needed at a rainy UCLA pro day. Absolutely. Um, D- DTR throw passes and stuff. Um, all right. Well, if you have any questions or comments, we don't have a lot. Dave just tweeted out uh, a, a really asking for questions. Uh, Packedwellpodcast at gmail dot com. Because we just did, uh, Dave just did a show a few days ago. But if you have any questions, you can email us there or call or text us at 424-532-0678. You can tweet us at Pac12Podcast. Our website is Pac12Podcast.com. We're over on Reddit as well. And, of course, the our favorite spot is the Apple Podcasting app. If you want to follow us there and rate us five stars, we will love you forever and read whatever you have to say as long as you leave us five stars. I don't know if we have any new ones, Dave. We don't. Okay. Did we have any ones uh, last week? We did. Okay. But I read them last week. That was uh, what went into that uh, excellent 31-minute uh, uh, show. Uh, yeah. I should have remembered because uh, it was one of because my favorite re- shows. Because you listened to it. Yes. H- hell yes. Normally I would. Um, but like full, so full disclosure, I was in Vegas two weekends in a row. One weekend for work, which wasn't, you know, you, you know, there's work, but. The second weekend for the opening of March Madness uh, with some buddies. And it was fun for a little while. And then I got sick. So uh, I had to come home and, uh, yeah, still not feeling that great. So a little take, you know, maybe I should act my age, Dave. I don't need to go to Vegas two weekends in a row. But Vegas finally got me. I I think I was like 65 and 0 against Vegas. And I just I, I just lost one. Yeah. No, you were you were burning the candle at both ends, <laughs> as they say. Um. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fine. I was, I was, uh, I, I was, uh, I, I recorded a great show, yeah. um, on Friday. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. I got a lot of positive feedback, uh, but which I mean, I think literally nobody, uh, listened to that, which is probably for the best, all things considered. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I like you were recording the show when I was like starting to get sick on Friday. Like I was watching. Yeah. Like, no, I probably should have, I probably should have, you know, dialed you in. Yeah, I could have just been like, oh, I'm just instead of just being moaning, out having fun, I'm moaning like, and vomiting and pooping, lying in my bed. Yeah, which is great. I mean, how, how is that any different from our normal show? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very, very true. All right. Well, we're going to start off talking um, some March Madness. And before we do that, we want to thank our sponsor, my bookie, because they really make March Madness a moneymaker over at my bookie code getting started easy just go to my bookie online and use the promo code pack 12 and you will get a deposit bonus up to 1000 smackaroos so you can get that extra funds now claim your entry fee they have a bracket challenge going on i know the the original one was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. they got other ones going on during the rest of the tournament sweet 16 and all that if you're the type of guy that likes to fill out multiple brackets you could have done that, but you can do it now going forward with the Sweet 16. So lots of options over there at MyBookie. They will take your action, and there's a lot of action to be had, a lot of fun to be had because there was a lot of upsets, uh, really fun, you know, crooked numbers in this tournament that are in the Sweet 16. So you can go check it out all over there at MyBookie. You know, there's you know so many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So make sure you go check it out. Our promo code is pack 12. It helps us out. So if you're going to make some bets on these sweet 16 and the final four and everything going forward, go over to my bookie. And again, use promo code pack 12 for a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Great read. How was your bracket, David? Oh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, 
And it's really shocking because like an absolute, you know, nonsense homer, I still have UCLA winning. But think about like that. winning a game or like, no, no, winning the whole thing. But oh. think about that. My bracket is terrible. And the team I have winning it all is still alive. Um, I had Baylor and Marquette in the final four. Uh, both of them have been eliminated already. Yeah. Uh, so I only have like one side of the bracket that's even still alive. Um, now I did pick, so I picked the West more or less correct. Um, I had two first round games wrong, but I've got the, uh, the Sweet 16 exactly right. Arkansas, Connecticut, Gonzaga, UCLA. Um, and my, my, uh, uh, my South is okay. Um, but it's going to fall apart here pretty quick. Nice. Um, not good. Not good. Yeah. I think I had, I think I have UConn in the final four. They're looking pretty good. Alabama, but I also have, who do you have, who do you have UConn beating in the elite eight? Uh, I don't know. I got to look at my bracket. I don't have it like on me, but where'd you have UCLA? Where'd you have them going? Where'd you have I think I, I think at UCLA, I had sweet 16. Okay. Losing to Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And then I had Arizona, I think going to elite eight. So that didn't work out. Oh, well. wow. You really didn't watch any basketball this year. Did you? I, <laughs> well, UCLA had a bunch of dudes hurt and I was like, yeah, they're going to peter out sweet 16 ish. Um, which they'll do against Gonzaga. Uh, I did have Alabama. I think I had Alabama UConn in the finals. And then, but I had Marquette like you. And, uh, I had Indiana for some reason. And, uh, that guy was really good, but they didn't look so good. So no, well, they're in the big 10. And the important thing to remember about the big 10 is that it's big ass. (laughs) Yeah. I thought, I thought Baylor would be better. Like they kind of sucked and you know, yeah, they kind of ran into a buzzsaw. Creighton uh, looked really good in that game. Um, but, yeah, they just didn't play a very good defense all year. And that, you know, you got to play uh, You got to play on both sides. Both, I had both a, sides of the court. I had Oral Roberts going to the Sweet 16. But I just, like, there was, there was, like, this sentiment about Duke. It was like, Duke can lose in the first round. They won the ACC tournament, but they really weren't that good. Duke or they're going to the like funniest people, thing. Duke people were the picking fun- them to the final four. And I'm that like, was I'm the gonna, funniest thing. I'm going to pick them to lose early. And they, at least they lost the second round, but I, I had them third. First. They finished third in like the worst ACC ever. And people were like, Oh, obvious final four Duke. Cause they beat up on the worst ACC ever over the last 10 games. Who cares? So they beat up on Royal Roberts and then got just murked by Tennessee. Held the got- 52 points. It was beautiful. Props to the committee because whenever there was teams that were like, wow, this team's really underseeded, and you're like, oh man, Texas A&M is only seven. Like they should be higher than that. They were in the uh, SEC tournament finals, you know. Um, and they got nuked by Penn State. No, didn't they lose to? Was it Penn State or? Oh yeah, Penn State. And then uh, Texas. Yeah, I thought they would lose to Texas or or no, I think yeah. I had them beating Texas. That was bad. Um, so I'm like, oh, they're underseeded. They'll they'll go forward. But yeah, they got crushed. Same thing. Duke was they thought was underseeded at five, but. Obviously, you had the right seed. No, I mean, I, actually, I thought the committee did a pretty good job given what they had to work with. Um, Purdue never should have been a one seed. I think everybody who didn't watch a single Purdue game this year knew that that um, Purdue's never good. Like they're never, ever, 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 ever again going to win a national championship. So why ever have them be a one seed? Even yeah. if they go undefeated during the regular season, they should still be like automatically a three seed. Now that makes sense. Um. Yeah, well, let's talk some Pac-12 hoops. Um, let's do it, baby. Start off good, right? Arizona State. Yeah. First four. Yeah, and I thought ASU, they looked really impressive against Nevada. And frankly, 
the TCU game wasn't bad. Um, I, 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 ASU could have, maybe should have won that game. Uh, shot selection has been horrible all year for ASU, but they were making shots. Um, but they, you know, they lost by two in the first round as a play in game 11. Um, but that's not bad. I I actually picked them to win that game. Yeah. I thought they'd come in there and, uh, but that was a good show. I mean, you know, I know you don't, you're not a Bobby Hurley guy, but no, he's a horrible coach. Absolutely (laughs) horrible. Um, so what I'll say is, uh, he generally coaches effort pretty well, but, um, absolutely no discipline on that team whatsoever. Just uh, dribble the ball up the court and take the, the most contested jumper you can. And it's a credit to the talent on that team that they make a decent enough amount of them that they've won some games. Uh, but a horrible coach. With the talent on that team, they probably should have been, um, you know, like comfortably in the tournament, like an eight or a nine seed. And instead, they were playing game 11. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Where do you want to go? I mean, I guess the biggest disappointment has to be USC, yeah. obviously. <laughs> okay, we can go to USC. Uh, they didn't look very good. They look like poo poo, uh, against Michigan State. Um, didn't, you know, last two games pretty much lay an egg against Arizona State down eight nothing in the Pac 12 tournament and then, you know, tried to fight back in Michigan State, which to be fair, it's Tom Izzo. I mean, he just, all he does is go to Sweet 16s, right? Like he's all just, he does, all he does is advance through the tournament as a seed that shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. He arrives in the Sweet 16 with like a 7 to 10 seed every single year and then is like weirdly favored over the next team he plays. Yeah. Um, That's Tom Izzo, baby. I, what else? What was I mean, what are the other Pac-12 things that you wanted to talk about? I mean, that that's there certainly wasn't something more embarrassing than that, right? Well, USC, like, you know, they were they were 10. So, you know, losing to a 7 seed is not that terrible. Yeah, but there but... wasn't anything else that could have been embarrassing, right? Potentially. <sighs> well, I mean. There's this, there's this place. Uh, it's called Tucson, Arizona, David. And, yeah, but, uh, oh, a lot of, a oh. lot of talk, a lot of, uh, Oh, you thought that was disappointing? <laughs> Arizona. I mean, okay. I, I think we're just being unfair here because Arizona got in as an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. You know, they won the Pac-12 tournament. But they won like, the Pac-12 ex- tournament. Expectations couldn't have been that high. They Destroyed were Destroyed UCLA, I think, in the final, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Just absolutely pummel them. Uh, <laughs> UCLA, like, edged them in the regular season, right? It was very close, but then clearly Arizona's a better team. They win the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, number two seed, which I thought that could have been a one. And, uh, yeah, losing the first round to an Ivy League school. Which well, UCLA has some some history of doing as well. Well, you got to understand. I mean, this is a this is an Ivy League school that won the Ivy League tournament. So, I mean, they're not they're not a pushover. Two I mean, champions this, battling. This was two champions going at it, a competitive game. Um, you know, back and forth, two scrappy teams, both tournament champions. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a neck and neck battle. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to blame Arizona for losing that game. I mean, they, they, they were probably seated near the same, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, you it, know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like a Friday news dump. Like when the two loses the 15, it's pretty big news. You know, yeah. the only thing that trumps it is if a one loses to a 16. So <laughs> that was, that was Arizona's saving grace that Purdue was there. 
Well, okay, so here's the, the leg up that Princeton had. They won both the regular season and the tournament championship. Oh. Now, Arizona didn't have that. So, I mean, honestly, P- Princeton should have been favored here. I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a program with a lineage. I mean, they, they went to the Final Four back in 1965. Like, that's only a little bit longer ago than Arizona's last Final Four. Whoa. That's that's. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, what was that? I mean, what was that like? Did you, I didn't get to watch much of it? What was? Uh, I thought it was a it was an absolutely pathetic effort from Arizona. Uh, they they thought that they could come in and just kind of um, waltz to a, a win, and um, they just didn't have it. Uh, I, I would say, um, like in seriousness, Arizona's issue this whole year um, is. They didn't have great guards to begin with, um, and then they played the wrong ones, um, or wrong one specifically. Um, Boswell, their freshman uh, guard, is really good now at this point in the year. Well, not anymore. Season's over for them. But uh, had really gotten very good through like the end of January through uh, February and March. Uh, and he was still playing like 18 minutes a game while they let uh, Karakrisa go out there and just chuck. Constantly Chuck, even with a bum shoulder. He was one for seven in this game. Um, and he doesn't play a damn bit of defense. Um, it's the biggest, weirdest blind spot I've ever seen from a coach because it's not like Tommy Lloyd is his dad. Um, there, there's, there's little reason for him to have this much loyalty to Kreisa. Uh, the dude hasn't won anything. Um, so it's just, it, it, they have bad guard play because recruiting issues and then also personnel decisions, not playing the right guy. Um, and then their best player to Bellis is a really, really good offensive player and he doesn't play a lick of defense. Um, so you add all that together. Um, just not a great team. Uh, they, they, I think it's a credit to their system, to their offensive system. They won as many games as they did this year. Uh, but they were, I, I, I'm shocked by the number of people who had a team with Creesa as your starting point and Tubelis as your best player who doesn't play a damn bit of defense had them winning the championship. It's crazy to me. And and that's not even just me being like a Arizona hater, though I am. Uh, <laughs> this was a team that was going to get bounced as soon as they played a really good team no matter what. And yeah, they got upset here. They should have beaten Princeton. I mean, they're a better team than Princeton. But... They make it to Creighton. Creighton would probably beat them uh, at this point in the year. Uh, Baylor probably would have beaten them at this point in the year. So I, I, I don't know. It was it was kind of I, I think a lot of people had convinced themselves that it was going to be very similar to last year's Arizona team, but that team had some dudes. Like Matterin was great. Um, uh, Coloco was a real rim protector. Uh, Dale and Terry was probably the most underrated player on that team and should have been starting over should have been playing the point over Creesa last year. Um, because again, I don't care about like, oh, you think Creesa is essential to their offensive system. No, Tommy Lloyd's essential to their offensive system. Um, but you do need guys playing defense. Um, and I think there was a, there was a formula for them to be a deep run team last year. And I think again, they got married to Creesa. Um, but you know, Lloyd's going to have to figure some things out because he's got a great offensive system. But he needs to understand that, okay, your system is probably good enough that you can play pretty much anybody and have a top 10 offense. 
You're going to need to because you're not a great defensive coach. You're going to need to play your athletes, and they're going to need to play defense. Defense, And uh, if you're not doing that, it's going to be trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, the Bruins, and I remember there was a tweet. Somebody tweeted, might have been Sheer. I don't know, remember who it was, but someone said, can the Pac-12 win seven games in the tournament? And your snarky tweet was, you know, Arizona's pretty good. They can get one, and UCLA will get six, right? So that was like your <laughs> – do you remember the tweet? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, sort of. I mean, I don't know. Arizona didn't get one. Uh, Arizona State did, though. Does that count as a first forward? <clears throat> does that count as a win? Uh, sure. We'll do it for, for sake of the argument. Okay. So there's one. So to get to seven, UCLA, UC, has to UCLA win. needs four more. <laughs> right. How, how are the Bruins looking? Just for, you know. Um, all things considered, fine. Um. I'm a little bit more concerned about the Northwestern game than I think some people are. Um, they won it in the way that they've won a couple of games this year, which are not part of UCLA's brand. Um, despite the score, uh, the pace of this game was really slow. So they won 68-63. It was a really slow-paced game, which means it's actually an offensive explosion for UCLA. They scored almost 1.2 points per possession because it was a sub-60 possession game. But they also allowed Northwestern to score over a point per possession, and Northwestern's not good, especially not offensively. Um, allowing that in this game is a little bit of a worrying sign. Um, so I, I don't know exactly why. Um, I think there was a little bit of a lack of engagement somewhat on the defensive end uh, for a couple of guys in the game. Um, but they... Th- Going forward, it's going to be nothing but monsters the rest of the way. It's going to be Gonzaga. They'll have to defend um, like their lives depend on it. Probably UConn, um, which is – they're a four seed, but they're probably one of the top five or six teams in the country. And then it's going to be, I don't know, most likely Texas or Houston and then uh, and then Alabama. So uh, those are all monsters. Those are all teams that they're going to need to play elite defense against. So – Northwestern game wasn't great. On the other hand, uh, they absolutely uh, annihilated UNC Asheville in the first round. Um, and that's something because yeah, I think pretty I'm... much every two seed or one seed had at least a momentary struggle with their first round opponent. Um, UCLA just blew them right out. So I was in Vegas the past two weekends and I got a text from my, my friend Sarah, who's a big UCLA fan. And she's like, we're going to. Vegas. I didn't even realize like the next round was in Las Vegas. Um, uh, are you gonna go? Gonna be, uh, no, I'm not going three weekends in a row to Las Vegas. Uh, are you going? No. This is the time to go. Yeah, I'm not going. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do the final four if I if I if we get that far. If, if we get that far, Jesus. If they get that far, right? I'm gonna go to the final. Well, don't you need to have credentials like all the way through? They don't give you just credentials for the final four. I think if you're if you're if your uh, institution covers uh, the team at each round, then you you can still get the Final Four credentials. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, so uh, Gonzaga and UCLA, the last, the lone hope for the Pac-12. Well, San Diego State's made a good run, right? Yeah, San Diego State's uh, they're they're going up against Alabama in the Sweet 16. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, as a you know, as a potential newcomer to the league, um, holding up the banner of the Pac-12, uh, you know, Astros. They look like the best team in the Pac-12 right now. I would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, tradition. I, if they, I will say this about that Alabama game: 
if San Diego State plays their A game, that's a trouble spot for Alabama because um, they can really, really defend. And if Alabama goes cold from three in a game, uh, could be good nights. Huh. Interesting. All right, well, that's a lot of uh, Pac-12 hoops we don't really get to talk about much. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but that's pretty much womp-womp uh, for most of it. So we'll see. We'll see if Dave's the, the seven uh, wins in the Pac-12 can come true. If we're talking to you guys next week and they're only two wins away, that means the Bruins advance. I guess we could count San Diego State, too. I don't know. We maybe won't have to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Well. What's going on? I know you got to talk about this last week. Um, do we have a media deal yet? I haven't looked. I've just, I've been in bed. No, no, no media deal yet. But, but, um, is, is the Arizona's president's name, is his name really Robert Robbins? I I believe so. How much did that guy's parents hate him? (laughs) Robert Robbins. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on a media tour. He's gone with Robin Robbins. Yeah. He's putting himself out there. Or, ooh, this would be a good one. What about Rockin' Robbins? What if we went with Rockin', Rockin Robin. Robert Robbins? Rockin' Robert Robbins? Yeah. Or... Somebody should ask him. Uh, Jason, if you're listening, ask uh, President Robbins if anyone has ever nicknamed him Rockin'. I like it. Uh, Is it interesting that the, like, the two presidents we were kind of hearing from are like the Arizona ones? Like the... the Schools that are potentially gonzo. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, who knows anything? Um, I think the probably the, the general thing of uh, they're going to wait and see what the money's looking like is probably the, the, the obvious and transparent thing at this point. They want to see what the uh, they want to see what the deal is going to look like before they make any final decisions. Yeah. I mean, the, so all the hints are that. It's nearing the end. Uh, we still haven't heard from uh, George Klyovkov. We haven't heard, you know, a peep from him. Um, the latest, you know, you're hearing. Is that is, a little Rock and Robin callback? Calling him a peep and saying it was a peep from him? I like it. Yeah. yeah. A little peeping. Rock and um, Robin. It could be. Do you like the idea that two streaming services would be involved? That it would be Apple and Amazon? Yeah, no, I'll throw 10 in there. Why not? Let's go yeah. full streaming. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Uh, I think um, uh, what George is trying to do is uh, get the most money. And uh, I think the general rule of thumb has been if they're going for the most money, it's going to have to be heavy streaming. So, yeah, I would imagine the deal is going to be uh, heavy streaming. And uh, if you can't get and it sounded like the early reports are you can't get Amazon interested in much more than like a handful of games, uh, then you probably need to supplement that with another streaming service. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious just to see how this turns out, especially with Klyovkov not saying anything. And it just has the, you know, it's one of those things where like, if you know, a team is really like when you're, you're picking your bracket and, and Dave, you've done your homework and you know, a team sucks or is really good. And you're like, see, I told you produce terrible. And just when everyone's coming out produced, it's going to be great. They're going to win the final, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, they blow. And then they blow. And you're like, see, I told you. Like, is this like everyone saying like the Pac-12 is doomed and, you know, they're, they're not going to get good money. And But like you just feel Klavkov is behind, you know, sitting behind in his desk somewhere, smile on his face. And it comes out, see, I told you. And there's like, here's, here's the proof. And boom, we got this great deal. 
that like it's like this that has that written all over it, but it's still hard to picture that happening. Do you know what I mean? Like it I it seems like he's confident behind the scenes, but I, I mean I don't know. I just it's hard to kind of picture how this is going to turn out. It I, I feel like it's just sort of gonna be like a oh, you know, instead of like a holy cow, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be anything super shocking at this point. Um and so it'll be kind of a yeah, all right. So they're making their I mean, what do we think it's going to be like $28 million a year? Something like that for each school. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be something in that, like, you know, the 30 plus or minus a a few, right? That would make sense. So that'd be my guess, which, you know, if it's like 32, you're not going to be like, suck it big 12. And if it's like 29, is the big 12 going to be like, we rule. Like, okay. And so, you know, if you, if, uh, Washington State's playing like Iowa State or the Iowa State fans going to hold up. Our school makes $2 million more in media rights deals than you every year. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think it matters that much unless it's like you couldn't get to like 25 or you got to like 40. You know, I, I don't it just doesn't seem to, to matter. Yeah, agreed. But the whole point is you have to do well enough. It's just like a this is like a pass fail, I guess. Right. You have to. You have to pass so that everyone, the schools are happy and it's better for, not, you know, it's not easy to move. No, so, you got to, you got to call friends. You got to get a moving truck. You, you got to buy all the pizza. You got to buy all the pizza. You then actually have to like, if you're not hiring movers, you actually have to like do some of it yourself. You can't just tell other people what to do. Um, as you get older, it's tougher on your back. Um, you know, and it's like if you're doing it right, uh, you're packing for weeks ahead of time. You know, yeah. all the kitchen stuff, you can't wait. And so then you're I mean, there's costs associated with it from like, you know, three weeks out where you're like, oh, I've got to eat out more because I'm starting to pack those dishes. So I can't do all this cooking. Um, and so because and like what's the, the last thing you want the morning of a move is have to do a load of dishes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what the Pac-12, the, these Pac-12 schools are facing right now. So do it's, they want to do a load of dishes? It's like, okay, so when you're talking about, uh, you know, invading Moscow, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and as one does, people have tried and it's hard. And it's not like because Moscow is, you know, they well defended or every soldier has their own rifle and shit. It's more about, it's just really hard to get there. And then this is sort of case, like maybe the best defense the Pac-12 has is it's not easy to move. Like you really are going to want to have to move. Like it's going to, if, if it's like, okay, you could be like, man, this sucks. We're going to stay here again, but it would just not be worth it to leave. Like I, I feel like that's the Pac-12's best defense at this point, you know, barring some sort of uh, amazing deal. Do you know what I mean? There's a more of a, it's just hard to move. So how, how enticing can Brett Yormark make it? Uh, to go when it, it's just hard. And if the money's very similar, I mean, it's like, eh, well, why, why bother? Yeah, no. And, and I think that's um, it's it's an important thing that Napoleon should have thought about. Right. <laughs> why bother? Hitler, um, you've maybe. got. Well, I mean, Hitler, like, I mean, he had a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on. I mean, Napoleon, at least, you know, normal, normal brand megalomaniac. So <laughs> normal brand, <laughs> like every leader of you know, the country, every country is, but like, you've got most of Europe, buddy. It's just chill, right? You don't need, you don't need that part. 
that part's like barely Europe, right? If yeah. once you're getting to Moscow, like beyond Moscow, you're in you're in like Asia for the most part. Yeah. So like just be like fine with what you got. Um and so, you know, that's kind of uh it's a good an- analogy for these uh the, the Arizonas, Colorado, Utah. It's like yeah, are are you happy with what you've got, you know? Or do you yeah. want to do you want to end up marching uh all the way to Moscow, uh finding it abandoned? Uh, cause the big 12 is, you know, moving even further into like a Florida conference or whatever. Um, or do you want to, you know, kind of stay consolidate, uh, out here in, uh, out here in Europe, uh, out here in the Pacific, uh, Pacific, you know, time zone and, uh, and have a good life. You yeah. Know? You, you don't want to a- end up on Elba. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Annexed from the world. Um, <laughs> you gotta make it worth. I, I just don't know if the Big 12 can make it worth everyone's while. If you're not like, if you're just like upset, like maybe you don't like the way things went down. Um, I don't know because I mean, at the end of the day, what's it about, Dave? Is it about the money? It's about the money. Oh, hold on. You know we need the money. Listen, we're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. <laughs> had to bring that one back. Um, speaking of, <laughs> we have another um, another huge group. Uh, this is from Texas Mike. He sent me more. Like I have hundreds of drops now that he sent me. Um, I need to go through them. <laughs> like there's just there's just a lot. Like if you were to send me like ten good ones, that'd have been amazing. Like the fact that he sent me like a couple hundred. Now I have to like go through them all, but Texas Mike, amazing job. Uh, we're going to get some really good drops out of this, um, from all different shows. Uh, some, some commentators, I don't even know who they are. Like some, some guy that commentates on the big 12, he sends stuff. Uh, but I got to check it all out. But Mike, uh, Texas Mike, thanks for sending those again. Um, some good stuff there. So we should have some good drops when I get a chance to go through all these, but it's a little daunting. Maybe I'll get send them to you. You can pick your favorites. Uh Uh-huh. That's the thing that'll happen. <laughs> uh, very, very nice. Um, I kind of cheated on you again. What'd you do? Uh, solid verbal. <sighs> not, uh, not Pac-12. It was USC. Uh huh. I did mention our show. Uh huh. Because they asked me about like thoughts about the Pac-12, uh-huh. and uh, you know, and I was like, I'm sad. Like our show's been around a while. Uh huh. Not, not as long as, you know, Solid Verbal and, and Peristyle Podcast started back in 2008. We're kind of original podcasters. So this is sort of like a, the new baby. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you feel bad? Do you feel cheated on? I do. Very much so. <laughs> they should have you on. Talk to UCLA. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <You'd> like, <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, just... just. I don't know. I put on a, I put on my professional, uh, my professional, uh, hat for, you know, outsider shows. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I got, uh, I got, I got a different persona in here. I can okay. do all kinds of things. I got versatility. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. Well, why don't we take Could've a break? Somebody. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll take a break and come back and, uh, answer some Twitter questions, uh, back in a minute. Okay. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we're back here. Uh, wow. Podcast of Champions. It's been so uh, long since we talked. It's been it's been a minute. Uh, we're already we've uh, eclipsed the length of your show. Wow! Last okay. week, because um, we have so much to talk about. With uh, when what, do you think it's next week? The next yeah. week we get a deal. Or is it gonna? You think it's like a month? Like how long are you thinking? I think it is early to mid April. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. I just want this done. Yeah, um, I, I would love to not talk about it anymore. You do love to. I, I like talking about it. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, all right. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. Love it. Dave did a tweet. I did. Um, I tweeted from Pac-12 Podcast. Yeah. I didn't even know you have the ability to do that anymore, even though it's Who your knew? account. I didn't even know it worked. <laughs> but we have some questions now because I solicited them. I went out of my way to do so so we could extend this show even longer. Nice. I'll start uh, with uh, Alexander. All right. Let's see if what this order is, we got here. Right. This is at Bell James 74. How is a Gonzaga alumni? Allowed to ref UCLA games in the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Um, Well, he's referring to Tony Padilla, who is a Gonzaga alumni. And also, and this is probably the most important fact, a terrible referee. (laughs) Uh, He refs many, many Pac-12 games every year. Uh, He is um, one of the most capricious uh, refs in uh, in college basketball uh you never know what you're gonna get sort of like the forrest gump box of chocolates however i do not believe he will be refing the ucla gonzaga game i do not think they would do that but could he be refing a potential ucla connecticut game absolutely and why not most of these guys are pretty bad if you watched the last game against northwestern that was one of the most absurdly ref games you'll ever see um they're all pretty bad no refs are good Anyone thinking that a move to the Big Ten is going to somehow improve the refereeing, you're out of your mind. They're all bad. Every single one of them. Hmm. Okay. Uh, why don't we go to uh, Philip? It's at Olson's 805. Uh, what's the over-under on the POC survives realignment? There isn't an over-under. That's not, that's not the proper terminology. It would be, what are the odds? The... Uh, the POC survives. Yeah. Realignment. I think we know what Philip means. Um, <clears throat> do we? 
the, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, one, the Pac-12 has to survive. So if the Pac-12 breaks up, I mean, and if we, if, I don't know how we do this show. It would really be ironic. But then that would get old after a while. Yeah, that would get super old. There has to be a purpose. We're not that funny. Yeah. Um, it would be like a Saturday Night Live bit. Like you turn yeah. it into a movie. You know, like totally. it was funny for three minutes, maybe on the show. And now you made a whole movie out of it. Um, it would be hard to make a whole podcast out of like, hey, we're doing a podcast talking about the former Pac-12 teams. Like it, it, that would be just difficult to do. Right. Um, but if the whole Pac-12, Pac-10 or whatever stays together, I mean, there, there's a better chance, I think, that we would keep doing this. Yes. Agreed. Um, I think uh, I, I would put it at close to 100% chance that Pac-12 sticks together in some form. Uh, I would put it at 100% chance for 2024, pretty much no matter what, because we'll, we'll try to like puzzle our way through it for a little bit. Yeah. If it's not working, we're not going to continue doing it. We'll do, uh, I don't know, we'll do something, but it wouldn't be the same thing. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right, uh, this is uh, from Antonio at UC underscore Raider. What's the best sports bar slash book in Vegas to hang out at for the NCAA West Regional? Restaurant, buffet, recommendations. Ooh. Um, so I was... One of the cool things, it's in the opening weekend. I don't know if they do it for the, um, you know, the next rounds, but, uh, it's called hoops and hops and it's at the Cosmo. It's like a basically a huge convention room that the entire, all, every wall is a television and just tables everywhere. And it's like all you can drink and it's just all day. Uh, and they got food outside and all that stuff. Um, that's pretty fun. The new, if you want to go downtown, the new Cirque apparently has like the biggest sports book. I've heard good things there, but I mean, any of the big hotels have awesome, you know, the sports books are fun. The problem is it's just March madness. Sometimes, you know, I went into just a regular, um, bar. I think it was at Cosmo, uh, to, you know, just to go, you know, have a drink and, and watch a little bit of the games and they let me sit down, but they were like, yeah, there's like. Oh, it's $150 minimum to sit down because it's March Madness. <laughs> so just, you know, try to book something if you can, um, I would say. Uh, but I'm, I'm not, I don't really have experience going in this round. At, and the fact that there's games that are actually going to be there will be interesting. Um, uh, I haven't been to a lot of buffets recently, but the Wicked Spoon and also in the Cosmo is a great brunch one. Um, it's not too overpriced. I think it's like 60 bucks, but uh, it's an awesome breakfast brunch buffet just really good stuff there so but i don't know have you been to a bunch of them lately or i haven't been to a bunch of them lately but the the classics are all pretty good i mean bacchanal at caesar's is good wins buffet is really good um but yeah there's a lot of options for buffets i mean you you can go wrong but it's actually hard like just hit it up on yelp um you'll find the best ones that are going right now uh restaurants um i mean there's so many options it's such a tough question yeah. um like uh i mean try not to eat at the the like stupid chain mexican places because those are all pretty bad um yeah like diablos is terrible i don't know why people eat there um but uh gordon ramsay's burger restaurant it's like pretty quick which um i like and it's good 
Um, and you can get that uh, in Planet Hollywood. Um, if you want to go off strip, uh, Roll and Smoke Barbecue is really, really good. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many good things. It, it, just investigate yourself. Again, you're going to know your own taste buds better. Um, but there's tons of good sushi. There's tons of good steakhouses. There's so many good places. Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of great stuff there. Vegas is great if you, uh, if you, if you actually approach it from like the angle of like, I'm just going to have a nice time. And I'm not going to uh, make it my priority to get uh, blackout drunk like I'm 23 years old. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Yeah. However, uh, I've never approached it that way. Me neither. <laughs> uh, this last time because like I got blackout drunk the first day and then sick the next. And I was just yeah, dead. that's not the best way to do Vegas either. No. Uh, this is from uh, George Steenkolk. Pretty cool name. Uh, thoughts on pickleball? Your podcast competitors are really into it. Never played. I'm not sure who the competitors are, but um, do we have any? I don't think so. No. Just crush I, everybody. There's not any other uh, Pac-12 podcast, I don't think. Who would do that? Fuck no. I don't know. Um, you certainly haven't appeared on any other shows covering the Pac-12. <laughs> uh, I think I might have played pickleball like once. Um. It, I mean, I, it was fine. I don't know, but I haven't, I haven't got into the craze. Uh, are you good? Like I'm, I was good at like racket sports, like kind of growing up like racquetball or whatever, but like, I'm sure I'd be fine at it, but I don't know. I haven't really played it recently. I'm okay. At, I, I never played tennis. I'm okay at racquetball. I, I'm pretty good at ping pong. Um, but I haven't played much pickleball. Yeah. Either. I, it's funny. And at USC, one of my uh, best friends, his name is Ramesh, and he was from Singapore. And he was, like, on the Singapore national squash team. So we would play, like, he would just crush us in racquetball. But they had squash courts, and he would, just watching him warm up, like, this little squash ball. We never played squash in our lives. It was freaking amazing just the way he would warm up the ball. He could just hit it in the same spot every time. It was, like, he just ran us all over the place. It was pretty fun. But have you ever played squash? No. Yeah. It was a... Uh, yeah, getting your ass kicked by a dude that's really good. It was fun. That's fun. All right, this is from uh, Patton5149. Since you guys are the Disney princess experts, how do you feel about the controversy involving the live-action Little Mermaid having an African-American Ariel? So, I'll be honest. I'll put all, all my cards on the table. I have not heard of this controversy. However, I can assume strongly, correctly, that it's very stupid, um, and that on one side, you have people who are racist, who are opposed to this because it is, quote, woke, and on the other side, you have people saying, this is fine. Count me among those who say, this is fine. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make the movie good. It doesn't necessarily make the movie bad. It's just fine. Who cares? Who cares? Who gives two shits? It's a movie about a mermaid underwater who sings some nice songs. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. Okay? All right? It is a mermaid. Like, I don't really care what race, you know. (laughs) It's like it's already a fictional thing. (laughs) It just, I mean, it's like, I I don't don't know. know. Does it matter? The things that get people excited. Um, But it's just, you know, it's part of the ongoing uh, dumbest culture war in history that we're just stuck in, in perpetuity. Um, we're going to be having these stupid conversations until the day we die about 
you know, oh God, they they have representation in this movie. That means it's horrible. Why did they do that? It's like, man, maybe she was the best actress for the job. Maybe they are prioritizing representation. Is the movie good? Because that's the only part of this that you should really care about as a consumer. Oh, this is like a movie? Yeah, they're doing a, so they, they, they do all the live action movies, right? So they did, uh, the live action Beauty and the Beast with, uh, what's her face? Emma Watson. Oh, did, yeah, uh, yeah. They okay. did the live action Mulan, uh, which they real so bigger problem. Everyone, bigger problem. If you're gonna do the live action version, make sure there are goddamn songs, okay? And make sure there's a, there's a little dragon friend, okay? If you're doing Mulan. None of this, like, oh, we're just gonna make an action movie. No. No, Mulan has some of the best songs in all of the Disney universe. Why are we not doing this with songs? The freaking Beauty and the Beast movie had songs, even though it was live action. Yeah. We got to hear Emma Watson not sing very well. It was fine. Can we just do that with all these two? Uh, like, I sure. don't, I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody in this movie looks like, but can we get some, under, you know, some under the sea going on? Can we have a fish singing? Please. Nice. Um, all right. I don't know much about that. I'm not the expert. Is guy, there a so. flounder? Is there going to be a flounder in this movie? That's what I want to know. Or is it going to be a dark and gritty undersea adventure? Because with that, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm done. Uh, at Mouth Real again. Zach Shar tweeted at us and says, if the Pac-12 folds, does the six auto bids for top six conference champs still make sense for the expanded college football playoff? If not, how should they fix it? Top two from power four. Plus four at large. I, I think the auto bids are sort of like to keep you from suing. So you can't say like these conferences get bids. If they might, they might change it to five or something. Um, I don't know, but if the Pac-12 folds, yeah, maybe you could drop it down. But I, I, I think it's more about just not, they're not discriminating between like the Mountain West and the SEC in that case. They're just saying, Hey, if you win your conference, the top six, you're going to get in. Yeah. 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 That sounds fine. Yeah. All right. This is from uh, at Eric Hickman. How excited are you that the Mandalorian is addressing the quote somehow in somehow Palpatine returned? Okay. I haven't seen this yet. So um, somehow Palpatine returned is uh, the dumb shit from uh, Rise of Skywalker, the last of the movies, um, which was one of the worst movies ever made. It's right up there with like uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, and somehow Palpatine returned was J.J. Uh, Abrams basically just trying to uh, um, take what Ryan Johnson did in Last of the Jedi, throw it in the trash and uh, and hope that uh, he could just kind of recreate what Snoke was supposed to be. Um, it was very stupid. Uh, it's a dumb movie, uh, with dumb plot, dumb writing. The dumb, last dumb, one dumb. you're talking about. This is the very last one, right? Yeah. Okay. So that was the logic for Palpatine returning Emperor Palpatine, uh, was that somehow he returned. That was it. Uh, apparently the, the Mandalorian is addressing this, uh, in its show. My problem is, uh, the book of Boba Fett was terrible, but from what I understand, the last couple episodes of it are basically, um, uh, the Mandalorian, but I haven't watched the book of Boba Fett. So I can't watch this stupid show because <laughs> I haven't watched what turned into uh, a couple episodes of the Mandalorian at the end of that show. So I'm kind of out on the whole thing. I'll probably <sighs> get back into it at some point, but, uh, their, their choices 
So I'll say it with this with the with okay. Marvel's kind of fallen apart. Their movies haven't been very good of late. But one thing they did do was the universality of the story. It was all coherent. It all made sense. You kind of follow along. Uh, Star Wars has not done a good job of that. First, uh, the the last trilogy was horrible. Uh, they had Force Awakens, which was this dull uh, recapitulation of A New Hope. Then you had The Last Jedi, which was good. Pretty brilliant what he did with everything they did in Force Awakens to make the movie make the the story horrible. He made it better. Then they go back to Rise of Skywalker, which makes everything even worse somehow um, uh, because J.J. Uh, Abrams doesn't have an original bone in his body. But the, the, the overarching problem with that is that you had three different movies that were all going in entirely different directions with actually no internal coherence whatsoever. Then you turn your attention to the shows, which have been arguably better than the movies. But with the shows, uh, you have the same problem. Which is, there's, there's no internal coherence, uh, and there's no internal thematic structure, and, uh, maybe, maybe most of the point, there is no guardrail for the quality of these shows. So, like, Book of Boba Fett was absolutely boring and, and awful. But I have to sit there and watch that whole thing to get to Mandalorian now? Come on. Come on. Can you just get the people who did, uh, who did, um, uh, Andor to do it all. Come on. Yeah, that one was Andor's kind of boring. I will. <laughs> fight you. Dude, um, if you got lightsabers, come on, jump on, jump on, jump on board. Lightsabers. That's all you need. Yeah. Also, I'll say this: I don't really follow anything as it's coming out. Like The Last of Us was the closest thing, and I still haven't watched the finale because I was so out on the thing. Uh, but I usually like wait for these things to build up and then start watching them when they're like five or six episodes deep. Yeah, I kind of do that too. You know, I'm not the best streamer. Like, I kind of just flip through channels and stuff like we talked about. I was going through. And I'm like, what do I need to watch still? And I was like, you know what? I never finished Ozark. Like, I love that show. And when they had their, like, they did four seasons in, like, the mid-season finale or whatever, I never watched, like, the final six or seven episodes. So I, like, like while I was yesterday, like, kind of sick on the couch, I binged the whole <laughs> the rest of the show yesterday. So did you ever do Ozark? No, but it's on, you know, the list that I'll probably never get to. It's, I mean, it's really well done. It's, it's great. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm sure the fans out there like it, but it's, it's a really good show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bruin Chick had a whole bunch of questions. She wants to know why, uh, Arizona fans, fans are such bitches. Can you wow. win the tourney? Are you surprised Arizona, USC, and Arizona lost? ASU, USC, and Arizona lost so early in the tournament. She's a big basketball person. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, UCLA can win it. Uh, Arizona fans are the way they are um, because <laughs> of – I mean, I, I, I always fall back on it's a mixture of nature versus nurture, you know, there's so many things that go into how a person becomes the way they are. Um, you know, maybe not held enough, uh, you know, <laughs> certain basic needs not taken care of properly. It's, you should have been there in the, in the, uh, T-Mobile when they were doing the U of A and the, you know, against UCLA at the end of the game, man, you would have loved it. You would have, I, I would have, I would have loved it. I absolutely would have. It's certainly not a thing I've heard before. Um, and then, uh, no, not surprised anybody else lost early. Yeah. Um, did you know uh, Rick Pitino got hired by St. John's? St. John's, the Johnnies. Is that like, is that weird? He's like no. really old. He's 70. 
Is yeah. he seven? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still kicking around though. I mean, he's not like a decrepit seventy. Um. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if he's going to wear a linen suit anytime soon, like he used to, but we'll see. All right. Pretty uh, good job with Iona, right? Is that? Yeah, I did a pretty good job. Uh, like we already disgraced hand- at uh, Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not that disgraced though. I mean, he's still you know getting jobs. Yeah. Uh, Patent fifty one forty nine has another important question: Who would okay. win a fight, Ryan or Dave? I don't know. Here's how I break that down. Okay. Uh, you have uh, reach. You have some reach, yeah. Uh, you have uh, height advantage. I have a mass advantage. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit younger. I don't know if that plays though, because probably you, plays. Uh, you, I mean, you've got the vampire elixir. Um, uh, I would say I'm a I'm probably a little bit angrier as a person, which certainly helps. But I will say this, and this is the most important thing: I've never been in a fight in my life. I don't know about you. Uh, like as a kid, not even um, as a kid. The closest thing I, I've been in a fight was uh, when somebody kept uh, pushing me. I think in like sixth grade PE. So when we got to the locker room, I just did the thing where you pull their shirt over their head and just kind of oh, push it down. Hockey, hockey, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the closest thing. I've uh, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. Nice. Um, yeah, I've done some like in that time frame like throwing punches and stuff but since early adulthood no uh having to do that so yeah i don't know i don't know i don't think you'd want to pay to see that one no i don't think it would be enjoyable to watch (laughs) yeah no it wouldn't be good um got any more i think stribs uh are you transitioning to an acc big 12 or big 10 podcast after the pack folds I don't think the pack's going to fold. Yeah. We don't know. We kind of talked about that a little bit. We already did. And, and Hated Husky wants to know, why does college football hate the Washington Huskies? Uh, too many takes. Yeah. Um, because, I, well, actually, no. I think it's because, as of now, they haven't had a Jake in a while. True, yeah. They're, they're, the they're in fact, <laughs> less than Jake. <laughs> if you will. Nice. If you would. Um, come along with me. I'll come along, Dave. I like it. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I mean, there's spring football. I think it started throughout the conference. Uh, Washington State just started. Uh, Colorado started. Hopefully we get some, like, newsy nuggets out of that. I'm, I'm on the fence of what's... Yeah, I don't have... I have a login for the Pac-12 network. I'm not going to buy Sling again. So if that works, I might watch some spring games. If not... Maybe not. It might be sad. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's a wet spring here in Southern California. USC had like a few practices and they're going back. Uh, they're practicing a little bit later today. Um, oh, one, we have one quick one from Steven. Just how badly will recruiting for the Pac 10 be impacted by USC and UCLA's departure? Um, I, I, I don't think it's like specific to the departure. I think it's specific to the impact on the league, but um, look, I think you can still expect Oregon to recruit. Well, I think you can still expect Washington to recruit. Well, Um, I just, I don't, I I think it's going to get a little bit more second tier. Um, And for the guys who want to compete 
in the whatever for national championships and stuff, it's going to be largely in the SEC and the Big Ten, unfortunately. Um, and so with UCLA and USC being Big Ten options, I could see it being a positive for those schools at the expense of guys who might have otherwise ended up at, well, Oregon and Washington to some extent, but also, you know, Utah or Arizona State or so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. I agree. And, we agree. Uh, we're going to get out. Yeah, I know. It's just done. I didn't get to do that. To, uh, yeah, you didn't do it. Yeah, it was on the solid verbal. I don't know. Did, you, did I mention that? Yeah, you did. You like when I go on these other shows? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not uh, upset. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I think it's fine. Go check it out. It's a really good show. Like, if you're used to this one, you'll you'll be impressed. <laughs> Our show's great. It is pretty great. Top uh, it, it brings something different to the table. It really does. Not, I, not information. I, have, I will say this. I will say this. Last last week's show was really bad, right? <laughs> but I did get to go through all 12 Pac-12 coaches and how likely they would be to survive and how long they would survive in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, who would like Whittingham? Who longest, you know, obviously. Kyle Whittingham. Who survives? The, I think. I think uh, our friend Amy on um, Twitter tweeted that he actually does have like a bunker or something. Like no she doubt. tweeted, she no tweeted something like that. Like, yeah, no, he probably goes bow hunting. Um, but he would be good at like naked and afraid. Like, even if you could use all your preps, just be like throw you out there. Like, yeah, what I, I went with, what, what I what I uh, discovered as I went through it was location really matters too. Like if you're in Pullman, you obviously have much better odds of surviving than either of the two coaches in L.A. Oh, because there's just way too many zombies. Way too many zombies. Like how are you even getting out of L.A.? Right. Right. You're you're screwed. Right. Like there's so just... so Chip Kelly was the obvious like he's the one who's like he's not making it. He has zombie food to start. Yeah. No. At the beginning. Um, yeah. For like you know some obvious reasons, and then also his location. But even if like Lincoln Riley was like super good, like he would just be the odds of him surviving are just. Yeah, tough. no, I, I said I said Justin Wilcox, uh, Troy Taylor, um, uh, Kalen DeBoer, uh, Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly. They're done from basically the beginning. But, you know, you Riley does get... have that. He has that like house on the on a cliff in PV. Like he's sort of remote up there. So like if you if you were stocked. He could. uh you know, that could be a place you could barricade yourself in. But yeah, get well, out. I, I don't know. Maybe Kalen already has a boat or something. Because um, if you can get on a boat, I mean, that's the real magic in a zombie apocalypse. True. Yeah. If the boar, like that was the thing. I would say Seattle is pretty bad, but access to water. Yeah. Honestly, you know. maybe the worst is Phoenix. Maybe I should have rethought this whole thing. Phoenix might be the worst. Because you got a big city and, and there's, you, there's no escape. I mean, you're just going out you're in the, the desert. desert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, um, San Diego, same thing. Um, yeah. Whoever the coach yeah. for San Diego State is. Dallas would be a nightmare. <laughs> Dallas would be an nightmare. Oh, my God. Dallas would be bad. <laughs> L.A., at least you got the freeways. Um, L.A. Yeah, is I've, a great big freeway. For for Riley, you're kind of screw, like you're either great because you're like isolated or you're screwed because to fight your way out of PV would take <laughs> so long, like just to get off of the peninsula and then try to get out. Like, oh, that would be bad. Yeah, I, yeah. DeBoer, DeBoer with the boat might be the thing. Yeah, I still think it's Whittingham though, because I mean, there's, oh, there's so many people living off the grid in Utah anyway. Yeah, like, he could just could... overtake people's bunkers if he, he exactly. ran out of his stuff. 
yeah, go yeah. next door. Like, oh, you got all these defenses and stuff. I'm going to rip them down and I'm going to take your shit and you can get out. Yeah. <sighs> Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice work. Uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week talking about what ha- what went wrong with UCLA and Gonzaga. Uh, I'm sure. Or maybe maybe not. Maybe something else. Um, and maybe a media deal. I don't know. We could say the latest rumor, the latest weird named uh, Pac-12 president that was talking about it in the public. All that kind of fun stuff we'll save for next week. But for now, we're going to sign off. I am Ryan Abraham. That's David Woods. Hope you enjoy the show. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye, friends. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.